Welcome to Style with Substance, a podcast by The Vendeur. I'm your host, Lucy Kebble. plus a few bonus episodes, we'll be talking about the myths and greenwashing that surround sustainable fashion. Join us for discussion with industry insiders, tips and generally geeking out on the glory that is ethical fashion. In this episode, we're unpacking clothing recycling, how to do it, where it all goes and how to create new clothes from recycled waste. The recycling app Regain questioned 2,200 respondents and found that in spite of growing awareness concerning the importance of recycling, a large number of people are still throwing unwanted clothing items into the bin. Every year, around 300,000 tonnes of used clothing ends up in landfill in the UK alone. When we consider that our natural resources for creating new clothing are steadily dwindling, it seems completely insane. What if that 300,000 tonnes could be saved and used to create new products? We're not talking about sofa stuffing or carpets for office buildings. We mean new, exciting, lustworthy clothing made from the stuff we didn't want. This, it turns out, is harder than it sounds. In recent years, our high street favourites such as M&S, Inditex, who owns Zara, and H&M have championed in-store recycling encouraging shoppers to drop off old clothes in the hope that they will buy new ones. It has helped to make recycling more convenient for the average shopper who maybe didn't have time to go on the hunt for their nearest clothing recycling bank. But do any of us know where it all goes? While Zara and H&M are using more recycled fibre in their collections, it's unclear whether this is a direct result of what you donate in their shops. We spoke to Lottie Hansen-Lowy, creative partner at environmental charity Hubbub, who said that people have a misconception that recycled clothes are then made into more clothes. Often, it just becomes sofa stuffing or something less than its original. The majority of clothing we own is made from blended fabrics, a little elastane to give your skinny jeans their stretch, a little polyester added to your cotton t-shirt to make it more affordable. The technology to separate these blended fibres is not readily available, so unfortunately, the majority of fabric bought on the high street is currently not recyclable. According to Lottie at Hubbub, recycling should really only be used as a last resort. Once you've exhausted every other possibility, including mending, swapping, renting or reselling, and it's really unwearable, then it should go to a clothes recycling bank. When you drop off your old clothes in a recycling bank in a high street store in exchange for your £5 voucher, where does it all go? Hannah Carter from Love Not Landfill told us that once you dump your clothes in the bank, it all has to be sorted by hand to decide where it goes. Poor quality, unusable clothing is cut up into cleaning cloth, used as roof insulation or car seat stuffing. This type is becoming more prolific thanks, she says, to cheaply, badly made clothing that floods the high street. Anything wearable is shipped to developing countries, namely Africa, to become salula, which translates to mean to select from a pile in the manner of rummaging, culminating in a thriving second-hand clothing trade. Over one-third of all people in sub-Saharan Africa wear second-hand clothing from the West. While this is creating a thriving second-hand economy, it's come at the detriment of traditional and local artisans earning a living, creating and selling their own wares. 
they simply cannot compete with the huge amounts of clothing that comes from the West. Love Not Landfill want to encourage people to rewear their clothes for as long as possible and to buy better quality, so that when it does inevitably end up in the recycling bin, it can begin a new life somewhere else. There are, however, companies out there that take recycled fabrics very seriously. If you're a regular visitor to the Vendeur, you may have heard of Econil Fibre. It's made from ghost fishing nets that have been abandoned by fishermen. Did you know that fabrics can also be made of recycled water bottles and cottons? One brand dealing almost exclusively in these fabrics is Riley Studio. They create simple but beautifully made unisex clothing that slots easily into any wardrobe. In our discussion with Olivia, she tells us about the amazing environmental impacts of using recycled materials and why we should look closer at high street recycling collection points. We hope you enjoy our discussion with Olivia. Please show your support for the show by subscribing and leaving a review as it helps other people to find us. A quick note about the sound quality. We recorded the interview at Riley Studios offices, which were shared by other businesses. So apologies if you do hear a few odd noises during the interview. Here is Olivia. Olivia. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. It's so nice to have you. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so let's dive right in. We're talking about recycling. Yes. Um, and you are the CEO of Riley Studio. So can you start by telling us a bit more about Riley Studio and what it is that you guys do? Absolutely. So Riley Studio is a gender neutral fashion brand with sustainability at our core. We're on a mission to tackle overproduction and overconsumption and really change mindsets. Um, the fashion industry as a whole has a huge waste problem um, and particularly a recycling problem. Uh, worldwide, there's 87% of all um, materials used for clothing um, goes to landfill or is incinerated, um, with less than 1% of materials used to produce those clothes then recycled. And in the UK alone, there's 11 million items of clothing go to landfill a week. Wow. So statistics like this was what inspired Riley Ogler, the founder of Riley Studio, to try and challenge the status quo and say, okay, we still want to be a fashion brand. We are a contemporary fashion brand. And we want to design clothes that show sustainability and s- style is synonymous. Um, so we set out to utilize materials that are already on this planet. Um, recycled and waste materials and where we can't we will um, look at using certified organic materials to create what we call um, wardrobe alternatives so um, your everyday staples that you want in your wardrobe so t-shirts sweatshirts jackets um, but that have uh, a green credential on them amazing and how did you how did you end up being the ceo of riley studio (laughs) it's a good story um so i started my career um in travel so um it was uh, an interesting path to riley studio um about three years ago i was approached by a family friend of mine who ran a heritage cashmere brand um and was looking to revive it so i worked with her for two years which was an amazing opportunity um and actually whilst we were doing that project we were looking at um upcycling old cashmere garments that were um, moth-eaten or shrunk um, which really started my interest in I guess a sustainable journey within fashion. Um, That project finished and I actually met Riley uh, back in November a year and a bit ago now and 
what was originally a 30 minute coffee turned into a four hour conversation. Um, I was so inspired by what her and her team were doing at that point um, and their sort of vision for this brand. Um, so I joined in January of last year and it's just been an amazing journey. Um, short but incredible and we've had some um, real successes we um, were awarded the EcoAge brand mark last year we won the um, sustainable lifestyle award last year um, so there's it's been a really fulfilling and rewarding time already and so excited of what's to come that sounds really amazing and really inspiring um, and the reason that we're talking to you today for our recycling episode is that Riley uses a lot of recycled elements in their collections. Yes. Um, can you talk a little bit more about what those what those fibres are um, and why you use them? Yeah. So we work with a couple of um, uh, brands that um, I'll go through and talk about um, across a, a variety of fabrics. Um, that we always want to be innovating in the market um, and leading the industry to show people that we can use these waste and recycle materials to create these um, everyday staples. Um, so a couple of names that people know about is Econol, um, which is uh, developed by a brand called Aquafil. Um, and they have really um, shown all of us what a closed loop program really looks like. So they're mm. regenerating um, fishing nets, plastic bottles, carpet scraps from the ocean. Um, and what's amazing about Econol is it's infinitely recyclable. Um, so that's a really fantastic um, fabric that we've used in our collection. Um, another one being Qnova, which um, is created by Fulgar in Italy. Um, and they are, um, they're, they create their own yarn production. Um, and they are taking the waste products from essentially factory factory floors um, and then regenerating that into recycled nylon, um, which has this amazing sort of neoprene feel to it. Um, and we've used that um, very successfully for our um, track pants, which um, give a, a nice sort of balance of they're incredibly comfortable, they're breathable, um, but also uh, they do look quite smart. So again, trying to sort of elevate those, um, those pieces there. Um, a couple more to mention, Recover Yarn, um, which is made in Spain. Um, they've been recycling materials since the 40s, um, but it was um, only in 2015 that the mill launched this uh, Recover recycling programme. And that is where they take um, textile waste and they cut and shred it into um, recycled fibres, which we can then blend with others to create um, an amazing, quite strong um, fabric. So we use that for all our T-shirts. Um, what's incredible about Recover is it means there's uh, no dyeing, no chemicals. Um, the amount of water used in this process is dramatically reduced. Um, so we can work, working in hand with Recover, um, work out statistics and savings of each t-shirt that we create. So using Recover fabric, we know that we've saved 1,500 litres of water versus oh. using um, organic cotton. So it's, it's really exciting. Mm. Um, I guess the final one to, to talk about is Reverso. They are a truly innovative supply chain and group of companies in Italy that are um, the first of its kind regenerating cashmere. Um, similar process to Recover where um, it's a, a closed loop, so it's pre-consumer, um, and they take the fibres and then regenerate them into new um, new fibres that we can use for cashmere. Um, again, looking at the savings on that, um, it, particularly with water for every kilo that we use of that they say it's 92 percent 
less water used. So the, these fabrics are just incredible. Mm. Um, and for us, the reason why we use them is we want to minimise our impact on the planet. Yes, we are producing clothes, but we're doing um, small limited runs, um, limited edition pieces, 50 of each, um, that are having as little impact as possible on this planet and using as minimal amount of resource. Um, so that's a big thing for us. Mm. And your, am I right in saying the Reverso yarn was used in your third collection that you released right. in October last yeah. year? Um, and you used it to create some really beautiful unisex yes. sweaters, yes, exactly. didn't you? Yeah. Well, because we, our design process is around what would you want in your wardrobe? Those, those everyday staples that you turn to time and time again. So with something like a cashmere sweater, it's a very classic round neck design. We um, did a huge amount of research looking at the Scottish archives of knitwear. Um, and a big um, piece about designing that was um, we really wanted it to be made in Scotland because of their heritage and their craftsmanship with knitwear. So um, both using Reverso and then having it made in Scotland, for us, that was just an absolute dream. Um, and we were able to um, create a scarf and a, a beanie as well with it. So it was um, it was a really fun process. Yeah, it was a really uh, beautiful looking collection. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the difference between mechanical and chemical recycling. Yes. Because am I right that the um, the recover yarn, uh, the way that's created, that's a mechanical that's process? Right. Yeah. So what's the difference then between the two? Um, well, I'm, I'm not a huge expert on this, so <laughs> I'll give you my, um, my two pence worth. But mechanical is when they obviously don't use any chemical um, to break down those fibres. And essentially... Um, the mechanical mechanical process is breaking down the fibre structure through this cutting and shredding of okay. the textiles. Um, chemical uh, is a really interesting thing. It's um, in the last five years, it's sort of uh, there's a huge amount of research into it, and I know at the moment there's something called chemical uh, garment to garment recycling, which is looking at how you use chemicals that um, aren't harmful to break down those um, fibres, and you almost create a pulp. I think um, you can say good things about and bad things about both. Often people say with mechanical, you're obviously shortening the fibre and therefore you often need to use carrier fibres to, to strengthen it, um, whereas it doesn't use any water and you're hopefully eliminating um, a huge amount of uh, energy that you would otherwise need. Um, where, but I think chemical, there's um, so much innovation going on at the moment with that that uh, in the next few years, hopefully it'll be able to... Um, be used for sort of the mass market so it's, it's certainly an exciting space but um, at the moment the the um, the brands that we're working with are using mechanical uh, processes okay so speaking about the environmental and social impacts of recycling versus creating new virgin fabrics yes. this is something that we hear quite a lot about from climate change deniers um, they tend to attack recycling um, mm -hmm. because they think that a lot of energy is used as opposed to, say, growing cotton mm -hmm. or farming wool. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think we can use statistics as a kind of a, a really good way to say that actually using recycled materials, um, we've seen taking Reverso uh, as a perfect example, is they did a life cycle um, analysis on um, their environmental footprint of regenerated cashmere versus virgin cashmere and across all areas um, it had a drastically lower impact and that was you know from human toxicity um, 
water depletion, uh, global warming potential, um, uh, among other things, obviously, with the CO2 um, use, the water, as I've mentioned before. Um, I think by utilising resources that are already on this planet, obviously there is a, we're minimising the impact and we're not taking from the resources, the virgin resources. I think people, though, it's always has to remember it's always about a balance. Um, 97% of our resources today um, we're, to make fashion come from virgin materials. So if wow, we, that's a huge number. It's, it's crazy. But if we flip that and it was 97% of recycled, then what would happen to those people in the supply chain that um, it's their livelihood? Mm. And so I think we've got to find a, a better balance. Um, I think in terms of the social impact um, that fast fashion is having is is crazy and that is a whole other topic. Um, and um, I think the only thing I'd say on it is from our side, we feel that by using recycled and waste materials that are already on this planet, we're giving time to those people um, to just <laughs> um, take a breath. And mm. I think we demand so much from everyone, um, from the raw materials, so the farmers actually growing the cotton to the people creating, you know, making the t-shirts and um, if we can take away some of that stress um, by utilising what's already here, um, then hopefully we're giving them um, <laughs> a bit of a uh, breathing space in that. Um, I think there's so many horrible, horrible statistics of um, how people are treated in factories and um, how you know pesticides with farmers, um, suicide rates. It's, it's um, as I said, a whole other conversation. A whole other podcast. It's a yeah. whole other podcast. You should do one. <laughs> um, but for us, we just we feel so strongly. It's not just about the environmental impact. It's about the social impact. Um, we want to work with factories who offer fair living wages. Um, workers get to work in you know actually good conditions. Um, we really just want to put respect back into those clothes and people to cherish them. Um, so yeah. Can we talk a little bit more about um, circularity? Because Riley Studios are very transparent. Yes. And you're very proud of the fact that you are a circular company. Yes. Can you explain a little bit more about what that means and what what that also means for, for the person who, you know, buys and wears Riley Studios? Yeah. So I think um, for us, we're not fully circular yet. Like that is our, you know, our end goal. Okay. Um, I, there's still huge amounts of work to be done and we're very honest with that um, but we aim to for this circular future so um, be it using um, fabrics that are um, in a closed loop system um, but particularly when we are designing um, our pieces we want to make sure that people can wear them for a long time and we offer a lifetime guarantee on those clothes because we know that um, when these clothes um, you know snags and snares happen you um, your button falls off you whatever rips um but we want to take responsibility for that and um mend those clothes so that you can continue enjoying them and at the end of their life cycle if you've fallen out of love with them or you know you for whatever reason we take responsibility and we um, take back those clothes now obviously we're still a very young brand so that's not happening at the moment but that is our our um, long-term aim so that then we can work with companies like recover so we really then are looking at this circular system whereby we send back our old t-shirts they get made into new t-shirts and we can actually look at that which will be incredible um yeah it's a really inspiring business model and one that Thank we you. hope that <laughs> other other brands are trying to yeah. achieve as well. I think transparency is so key for um, the fashion industry nowadays. Often, you know, well in the past fashion brands would, you know, never give up their, their suppliers. That was just so secretive. It was locked in a 
box and you know, um, for us we completely disagree and we want to tell everyone where we make our clothes and who we make them with because um, if we can encourage everyone to start working in this way then how amazing is that um, yeah mindful so, creation and mindful absolutely. consumption and we're all in this together and it's about um, the collective doing better and it, uh, for us we just want to um, help consumers and brands alike um, to all move forward in that positive manner and, and aim for this circular future and you have quite a slow timeline for your brand anyway yes, don't you yeah. because you only release two collections That's a right. year and they're yeah. seasonless they're not trend-led no. so we wanted to design pieces that you um both would be seasonless so that you can wear them for years to come but also ageless so you know um we're gender neutral because we um believe that we don't want to produce two collections that yeah. are um that are the same thing we can create one collection for you know, men and women, um, and we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves into um, a certain age bracket. We feel that people strongly believe in this, and our designs can be ageless and timeless, um, so that they're really appreciated for years to come. Mm-hmm. And touching back on the environmental impact, you've acknowledged previously that by using recycled polyesters in your fabrics, you are still contributing to the uh, yes. microplastic. Yeah. A problem whereby when people wash things in the washing machine the plastic sheds and enters the waterway but yes. um what, what is it that you guys are doing to to try and balance that out well, i think a, a huge part of um riley studio is that we want to educate the consumers um and that's not just around um the products itself but actually how you take care of that product and um so we would say wash less um, I think people think their clothes need to be washed every time they've worn them. They really don't. Um, and I was told a wonderful thing that you can put your jeans in the freezer and that you know gets rid of a huge amount of bacteria. So actually, we really don't need to wash our clothes as much as we think. If we do, then we've partnered with Guppy Friend Bags, um, which is an incredible business. Um, and they you put your synthetics in this bag into, and then you put the bag into the washing machine and that bag captures those microfibers and rather than them going into the waterways you then put them in the bin mm-hmm. um, so I think we'll do as much as we can to try and um, prevent anything going into the water yeah no that that's a great way to do it I have one at home yeah they're great yeah they're really great and it's just it's a change in mindset and once you start doing it a couple of times then you just it becomes a habit and um, you're always going to use it so I think it's definitely um, it's just about again educating people yeah no of course I think there are also a lot of brands um, I think Girlfriend Collective in the US have um, recently bought out a filter that can be attached to your washing machine that will catch the plastic fibre so you don't have to worry about the bag Um, so hopefully that will be coming over here soon because I would very much like to try that I think think all uh, washing machines should have that it should be uh, a legal requirement in the future (laughs) (laughs) let's not open that bag (laughs) Um, so we couldn't really talk about recycling without touching on um, you know, how people are recycling their clothes mm-hmm. every day. Um, a lot of high street brands have made it easier for consumers to recycle their clothes. They have donation bins in store. Some of them have voucher incentive programs. Um, what, what are your opinions on the amount of recycling that gets done by these stores and how... How do you how do you perceive that as a solution going forward? Um, <laughs> I think um, 
think every brand who is producing should take responsibility for um, the clothes that they are putting out into the world. So I think um, there's definitely a positive that brands are acknowledging that they need to, to actually step forward and, and take ownership for that. Where I have a problem is if it's fast fashion brands like H&M who are saying, come and recycle your clothing with us and in return you'll get a voucher to buy more clothes, which is just, it, we don't need more clothes that are, and it's just encouraging people to continue with this um, need for newness and really just <laughs> inflaming the, the fast fashion cycle that mm-hmm. um, a lot of people are so used to hearing from the kind of the marketing that's being put out there so for me that is like probably one of the biggest greenwashing ploys out there um it goes back to transparency we don't know what's happening to these clothes if we knew then people would understand okay if i'm giving my my garments or my recycled clothes to h&m and i know that they're going back into the clothes that then h&m are producing i mean that would be great What, what an amazing story but at the moment they don't tell us what's happening we all, for all we know, they could be going to landfill. They could be going to somewhere else, and I, I think that's it's just um, giving us the information of what's actually happening to those clothes. Yeah, um, I think sort of previously we've discussed that there's a there's a lack of global infrastructure. Absolutely, for yeah. recycling clothes, yeah. it is difficult, um, and I think it for a lot of um, well on, on a consumer level and on a, a brand level. It is it's a challenge because, uh, as we said, there's there's not that infrastructure there yet. Mm. I think we're getting there, and the companies that we're working with, like Recover or Reverso, they are really leading the way in that innovation. But um, we've got to do more for it. Um, so it's yeah, it's certainly a, an interesting time for that. Definitely. Um, so, do you have any tips on how? people at home can properly dispose of their clothes especially if they were wanting to recycle definitely i think um go to your local charity shops there's always amazing charity shops we love charity shops we love to they're the best um i think uh i've recently been doing some clothes swaps with stories behind things which is just amazing um and i encourage everyone to to look into their local clothes swaps or um, if they're in London to look up stories behind things there's so many that are going on and it's um, you take your clothes that you want to um, swap and you get vouchers and then you go into a room full of new clothes but obviously they're not new and it's so exciting and you still have that same feeling from them um, I also encourage people to to shop their friends wardrobes um, to shop your own wardrobe I mean I did a clear out the other day and gave um, a whole load of stuff to a friend of mine who was so excited um, and for me I found pieces that you know were at the back of the wardrobe that I was so excited to to wear again so mm-hmm. I think it's just really thinking about how you can utilize what you already have yeah and what about um, items that are maybe not not wearable anymore so if people have old old underwear socks <laughs> tights that sort of thing where do you recommend they take really those? interesting one um, I don't think there's enough sort of around there um, again, for people like Trad, um, who are doing wonderful things, there's even in our own WeWork, we've got a box there that they take those sort of um, items of clothing that aren't going to go and be used um, elsewhere. So, um, but I, I, yeah, I think there needs to be more for the socks and tights. <laughs> most definitely, it's always the most painful thing is putting a pair of tights in the bin. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much, Olivia, for your time. Um, it's been really interesting to speak to you, and we're really looking forward to seeing what the fourth collection looks like in thank a few you months' time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay.
contacted H&M to find out about their recycling scheme and they told us that out of the textiles collected from their in-store recycling points, 50 to 60% are sorted for rewear and reuse, 35 to 45% are recycled to become products for other industries, with the remaining 3 to 7% that cannot be reused or recycled being used as combustibles for energy production. They maintain that for them, sending textiles to landfill is simply not an option. Now you have all the facts, you can make the best decision for you and your wardrobe. Not sure where to take your clothing recycling? Love Not Landfill, who we mentioned previously, are sponsored by the London Waste and Recycling Board. LNL is a London-based campaign aimed at getting young Londoners to dispose of clothes properly, i.e. not putting them in the bin. They also hold regular swap parties to help you give your clothes extra life. The app Regain has partnered with brands such as Superdry and Boohoo to encourage people to recycle responsibly. They tell you where to drop off the clothes you no longer need and you can earn discount coupons off your shopping, meaning you can recycle on the go. Another handy app, Impact Fashion, allows you to find convenient clothing recycling facilities in your area. It also has information about which clothes can be recycled and what actually happens to them in their afterlife. Thank you for listening to our very first episode. We hope you enjoyed it. To show your support for the show, please rate, review and subscribe so that other people can find us or share with someone you love. We'll be back next week with another episode of Sustainable Fashion Mythbusting with another fabulous guest. Music.